911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the habit loop. And yes, we are continuing the theme of habits this week. And I can guarantee you that after today's episode, you will be able to have a better understanding of the actual structure, the actual process that takes place when we develop habits and how to get more of the good habits that we want and how to reverse out of it and get less of the bad habits that we don't want. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I was telling Clint last night, it's really, it's really something for me lately because I've had a lot of times in, in my days <laughs> in recent time when I've had a lot of weird associations and I'm starting to see a lot of patterns show up in, in so many different areas of my life that seem to just intertwine in this beautiful, harmonistic way. And as I, as I am continuing to read through this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, I am noticing this graph and the graph is called the habit loop. And in my mind, I'm like, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? And there's another book that I had read not too long ago, maybe a few weeks ago called Hooked. And in that book there, they show the same exact habit loop. These books, the, the principles and the reason why one would pick up one book versus the other is completely different. So it was just, it's ironic to me to see so many connections. And I think that as I continue to grow and really work on my learning, which I mentioned in in our last episode, I think that's the reason why I'm starting to make so many connections. And it really blew my mind because this isn't something that we're taught in school. This isn't something we're taught in college. As As an adult, it's not something we're we're ever made privy to unless we decide to pick up a book. Then most people, I understand, they, they don't have, um, they have the excuses and the reasons why they don't decide to pick up a book. So ultimately, we don't get the opportunity to learn this type of material. And that's why I feel like it's so important for me, able to, me to be able to bring it to you today. And in this habit loop, it's very, very simple. There's only four words that I'm going to share with you. And these are very impactful words. And I encourage you to think about your own life and the habits that you have in your life and how each of these things kind of follow suit into the reasons why you have those particular habits. And then I'm going to share some examples from this book, but the habit loop is very simple. You have a cue, then you have a craving, a response, and then a reward. Okay, Ashley, let's break that down a little bit. So when it comes to a cue of a habit, the example that's first given in this book is your phone buzzes with a new text message. We all know that feeling, right? It almost feels like this gravitational pull towards our phone. We just have to know what it says in that text message. And that's the craving. The craving is that desire, that need to know what it's what it says in the text message. Certainly, the first thing is who is that text message from? And the second thing is what are what are the contents of that message? What did that person want to say to me? So the, the third cue, here, or I'm sorry, the third response here in the loop is actually response. So response would be the, the physical action that you do in that particular frame of the habit. So you would grab your phone. Maybe you would swipe up and, you know, you would access the content of your phone and read that text message. The reward is that you satisfy that craving because you just read the text message. So what happens, and this is very, very important, this actually blew my mind, is that we then associate picking up our phone with that cue of the phone buzzing with a new text message. And now that creates a feedback loop for that particular habit. Boom. We didn't even know that it was happening to us, but automatically 
technology has created this habit that perhaps we didn't even agree to. We didn't even know that it was happening. But just like in the instance that I had mentioned last week with us walking into a dark room and the first thing that we do is we turn on the light. Well, okay, cue craving, response, and reward. There's some more examples here, and I feel like it's important for us to go through them because there are so many things in your own life that you do and you don't even realize are habits. Maybe you're at work and you're answering emails. That would be the cue. The cue is that you get those emails. You know that there's notifications there. Maybe you have 30, 50, 100 different emails that you need to respond to. So the craving is that you have so much that you have to do. You start to feel stressed and overwhelmed. Ultimately, when we're in that situation, we want to feel like we're in control. So what do we do? Maybe for you, it's a habit of biting your nails. The reward here is that you satisfy your craving to reduce that stress by biting your nails. So then biting nails becomes associated with answering our emails. And that means that we are most likely to be biting our nails when we are stressed out and having to answer those emails in that same context. Now, the difference here is situational, and this isn't something that's mentioned in the book. But if you're having this type of response when you're answering emails at work, it might not be the same thing than when you're leisurely doing it when you're sitting on the couch at home. Another cue is that you wake up early in the morning and you want to feel alert. That's the craving. The first thing you might think is, fuck, I'm tired. I don't want to get up yet. I want to sleep in. Maybe you're a snoozer. You press that snooze button. The response here is that you drink a cup of coffee. What is the reward? You satisfy your craving to feel alert because you drink coffee and coffee becomes associated with waking up. That's why so many people think that they have to drink coffee. And maybe for you, it's not coffee. Maybe it's a a Red Bull or name something else. So we then think that those those two things have to coexist in order for us to be able to operate at our max capacity. We, we create this habit and we don't even know that this habit exists. And I think this is so monumental. This is so important for us to be able to realize and to recognize. I'll give you a perfect example of something personal that's just coming up to my mind right now. But I know for me, a cue anytime that I feel like I'm really deep in thought One of my particular habits, one of my cravings is to put on chapstick. And I know that that sounds really strange, but my craving is to just like have something to sort of lullify me. And so I will put on chapstick and my response then would be to go and pick up the chapstick and to put on the chapstick. So then my own particular reward system that I've set up for myself without even realizing it until just now, as I'm mentioning this, is when I'm deep in thought with something out of habit. It is habitual for me to grab my chapstick and then I then associate these deep thinking with putting on chapstick. And that continues. That actually is something that has happened now for as long as I can remember. And I know you yourself have certain things within your own life that maybe you didn't understand or put into the framework, but now you have a framework. You know that there's a cue. A cue could be a particular stimulus of anything, something that says, hey, you pay attention to me. And when you have that cue, then your mind starts to begin to process things and ask, is this something that you want? Is this something that you want? Are you attracted to that? Do you want to go closer to that? What is that? Maybe it's curiosity. And then you have the response, which is that the physical action that you take and then the reward and the good and bad thing about the reward is that the reward will always become associated with the cue. Why is that so important? Well, if we think of the bad habits, 
maybe the bad habits that you yourself have. Maybe it's easier for you to think of the bad habits that people around you might have. Well, the reward followed by the cue, followed by the cue that was given to you might not be something that serves you. This is so important. This is probably the most important information that I have read this entire year. If only we will apply this to our lives. How do we do that? I was talking to Clint last night about this, and I was telling him that one one thing when it comes to working out, he's not quite consistent with it. So in going through this, this process, this framework, one cue might be to have your, your shoes, your workout shoes, in a very obvious location. And I mentioned to him setting it next to the kitchen counter. That way, when he gets home from work, that's the very first thing that he sees. That's the cue. The craving, once we see those shoes, would be to go upstairs and start working out. Okay, well, that's the idea, right? The craving is the idea of the thing. The response would then to be to take those shoes, to put them on, and to make your way upstairs to actually sweat a little bit. Well, what is the reward? The reward is you feel better about yourself, about your body, because you actually worked out. So then what happens? Well, we start to associate that really good feeling of feeling like we're we're stronger, we're better people for working out, and then we associate that to the cue, which is our shoes, This is, you can change your entire life based on this framework. And I know in the last episode, I had talked about the small things, the voting system. By implementing the voting system and wanting to have more of the the good things that allow us to become the person that we want to be, and by using this framework of the cue, craving, response, and reward, it is literally limitless with regards to the potential that you're able to unlock simply by shifting your way of thinking and by making these small changes in terms of operation. And it all starts with the cue. What is that thing that you want to do more of? What is that habit that you want to better cultivate within your own life? Okay. A very simple step towards that habit would be to decide what cue you're going to use in order to allow you to travel through this habit loop to where you make sure that cue and reward always have some type of positive relation and it will be very easy for that craving and the response to be cultivated thereafter. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I hope that you are having an incredible day today. Know that I am here to support you. If ever you want to reach out to me on Facebook at Ashley Walton, please do so and know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.